Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Will with ScheduleFly, and I'm here in Charlotte at Fran's Filling Station with owner Fran Chabelli, who's very kind to take some time uh, with me today. Thank you, Fran. Thank you, Will, for having me. Uh, you've got a really neat place here, a, a neighborhood feel. I'm going to read your mission, because I was reading that on your website, and I like it. Like it. It's up on a chalkboard here. Welcome to Fran's. <clears throat> My mission is to prepare fresh and carefully crafted food and serve it in a manner that nurtures the spirit as well as the body capturing the essential meaning of hospitality. So uh, tell me about that and tell me about um, your how you got into hospitality because you were an attorney, yep. if I read correctly, yep. prior many, to this. Many, moons ago. Many moons ago. I know I think yeah. it's, it's like 94 or whatever, but yeah. uh, tell me why you got into hospitality and, and and expand a little bit about that statement and what hospitality means well, to you and why you've chosen to make it your sure. your career well first of all that um the mission statement sort of birthed the name of the restaurant which is france filling station to be honest if i had a do-over i might not call it that because i've had many people think it's a gas station okay. or whatever <laughs> right. but when I really thought long and hard in, let's see, in like 2007 and eight about whether I wanted to go back into the restaurant business. So to back up a second, I had opened restaurants here in 1994 and that was called Metropolitan Cafe and I also opened Metropolitan Bakery, which I had for many years. And I ended up uh, sort of selling slash dismantling that, deciding that you know I needed a break because especially the bakery was 24 hours a day, yeah. 363 days a year. Yeah. So I decided I need a break. I spent some time back in California where I'd gone to law school. And then I came back here and I thought, gosh, it's so much work. Do I really want to do it? And I thought, yeah, but what I feel the most passionately about is the connection to both my customers and my employees. Yeah. And that, you know, sort of prompted the mission statement with which prompted the name Franz Filling Station, which the idea is we fill up your body, but we also fill up your spirit. Um, but anyway, I was a lawyer happily practicing in Washington, D.C. And I say pract ha practicing happily because a lot of people think you must hate your job if you leave it. Well, that wasn't the case. I liked it a lot. I just thought I might love something more passionately a greater percentage of the time. Yeah. So I, you know, gave a month's notice, quit my job. A fun side story is that when the firm gave me a going away party, as they get, did for everybody, I had a couple glasses of wine, and only then did I call my father and say, Dad, I'm thinking about quitting my oh job. Oh, my gosh. When my office was packed and boxes were loaded, and he said, what am I going to tell my friends? Click. He hung up on oh me. Oh, my because gosh. To him, being a lawyer was the epitome of everything. We uh, That's okay. We have a quick break in the action, folks. We okay, need to hang on that. just a second. Yeah. The uh, the life of the restaurant owner. There's always something going on, isn't it? But that makes it interesting. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. But anyway, so I, I did quit my job and I came to Charlotte, which I thought would be a good market for a restaurant. And I actually uh, trained with my brother Frank at the original Mama Ricotta's, which was like 33 seats back then. Yeah. And then opened Metropolitan Cafe in, I guess, the end of 1994. And that is in South Park, where it's now Barrington's. I sold it to Bruce okay. in 2000. Gotcha. And then I had that restaurant for about a year and a half. And I had seen, and when I lived in Washington, D.C., practicing law, I had seen bread just explode as a phenomenon. 
and there was no good bread in Charlotte. I had been bussing my bread from Asheville the oh, whole wow. time I had the cafe. And then I opened Metropolitan Bakery. So in like 2000, I mean in 1995 and had that for eight and a half years. 24 hours a day. 24 hours a day. So yeah. that was a pretty big production yeah. facility. And that was really interesting. Um, and I loved doing that as well. But there came a time where I said, you know, I need to take a break. And that's when I went back to California and I worked for Dean and DeLuca in Napa, actually. Oh, okay. Which was a whole different experience because yeah. it was running a $10 million store yeah. that I didn't own, which makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Um, it, you agonize over all decisions when it's your baby. Yeah. Can we take a break for just one second? We sure Hang can on take a break for just one second. On the back. That's awesome. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's cool. I mean, that's it. You got every decision's kind of coming yeah. ultimately through yeah. you. That's yeah. good. You got people need to know something. Yeah. That's why I like to have one. Like a lot of people ask me, will I, you know, branch out again? But to be honest, like this is a big job for me. You yeah. know, I, I'm very hands-on. I'm here almost all the time. And I derive a lot of my pleasure from that. Yeah. As well as a small amount of frustration. But you know, that's par for the course. What are some of the frustrations? I mean, I know there's a, there's a lot, but some of the recurring ones. Well, I mean, to be honest, you know, like my, if you come to the restaurant, if you see the mission statement, if you see the environment I've created, I think you have a good feeling for what this place is. But, you know, if you have not been here, if you haven't seen the mission statement, I do get a lot of, what is this place? Or mm. like, what are you trying to say with that? And, you know, I feel like, again, that was a missed opportunity on my part. But, you know, maybe if I had to do over, it would be Fran's Kitchen and Bar, Fran's Kitchen or something like that. Because, you know, unfortunately, that mission hasn't always translated. So I would say that's a frustration. I wonder, though, but it's a unique name, though. So you kind of, does that draw more people to want to know what is Fran's Filling Station? I mean, <clears throat> some people, but some people are like, oh, is it all comfort food? Is it, you know... Ah, uh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, I see what you're saying. You know, I, I don't want to dwell on the negative, yeah, 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 but yeah, yeah. like, you know, we're talking about a frustration that might be one of them. Yeah, okay. But just on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, managing people is, you know, it's it's a work in progress, always. Always, yeah, yeah. And when you come from a background as a lawyer, you know, you're used to getting yelled at or reprimanded or whatever, and you it floats off your back, you know? I mean, that's right. just the way it is. It's a different world. It's yeah. a little bit of a different environment, you know, heightened sensitivity, and you just have to respond to that. Yeah. But like yeah. I say, it's a work in progress always. Yeah, a work in progress for you and the staff probably, yeah. I guess. And yeah. as I get older, I'm way more mellow anyway. You're, you're way more mellow. <laughs> I, I hear you. Yeah. I hear but you. I mean, I'm quite a perfectionist about the food. Yeah. You know, I want it to be just right. In the service, I want it to be just right. Yeah. And so, you know, you have to train people to see it your way and to understand it from the perspective of the guest. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a tricky part of this whole thing. I mean, everybody struggles with finding and keeping good people and oh yeah, getting them. I mean, that's always just a, it seems like a tough challenge in your role to find people that will treat your baby like you would. Absolutely. Uh, like you would want them to. Absolutely. Um. I would imagine when you find one, you do everything you can to keep them. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But it also, you know, it's nice to have mature people. And that makes a big difference. Like, there's a gentleman here. He's actually right behind the bar. Yeah. 
who I reprimanded the other day for making an error. And he gave me an excuse, which I thought was not good enough. And, you know, I said, that's not good enough. And he said, I love you, Fran. And that was very meaningful to me because, you know, it was a good tension breaker. It showed a sense of humor, but it showed that he understood what I was trying to do, that it wasn't just about reprimanding him, but it was like about the result for the guest. Yeah, yeah. And so when someone is mature and they understand that, it makes it so much easier. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Do you? How long have you been here? I've been here almost 10 years. It'll be 10 okay. years in June. Congrats. But, you know, I've been in the restaurant business since 1994. Yeah. So it's a long time. Ten, I mean, 10 years, single location, lots can happen. That's that's a big accomplishment for well, sure. I mean, you know, I, I try to be very sensitive to the needs of the guests, you know. Um, I started out much more casually. The environment was much more casual. I wanted it to sort of replicate in some ways a Texas roadhouse. But the food was always intended to be serious. Yeah. And, you know, that was a mixed message for some people. I, and it took one guest saying to me, you know, how can you expect people to pay X for a glass of wine with such a casual environment? Whereas to me, okay. the yeah. ideal environment was to be come as you are in right. jeans or whatever, but, but get great get... food and great wine. Yeah. But I feel like a little bit, you know, in Charlotte, people expect the environment to match the rest of it. So about five years ago, I remodeled. And I think it provides the environment that's a little bit more compatible with the food. Okay, that makes sense. So it's kind of like you have an expectation. If I'm going to spend this amount, I want this sort of ambience and this. Okay, exactly. But I always try to keep my prices on the lower side. Tell me about that. Food costs are going up, aren't they? Well, yeah, but I'm lucky enough to have a really wonderful rent. Okay. You know, I did sign my lease at the height of the bubble. Oh, yeah, right. So I want to pass that along. And so in turn, if, you know, the environment here is a little more casual, the service is a little more casual, we make up for it with the pricing. Gotcha. You okay. know. Yeah. But I love to give a value. Yeah. And I think that's important. Sure it is. Sure it is. It keeps people coming back. Yeah. 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 I mean, I just read something online that said, you know, the food is really good and it's reasonably priced. And that's, that's, that's one of the things I'm trying to accomplish. Sure. Okay. Because again, I mean, we have a really nice clientele. I'm sure they don't need it, but they appreciate it. So Charlotte's growing. It's a competitive marketplace. A lot of restaurants, a lot of people doing Hell good yeah. stuff right now. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, where are, are most of your customers? Are they, are they, um, folks that live in the neighborhoods around here? Are they from all over? And mm, I would say it's a mix. Yeah. We have so many regulars. I mean, I feel yeah. blessed to have so many regulars, but at the same time, People always come in and they say, I've heard about this place for a long time. Yeah. I never really realized where it was or something right. like that. You yeah. know, we get a lot of that. And once people come in, we really try to make them a regular. But to me, it's a lot, too, about making it a fun environment. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of young people who come, a lot of young people on dates, um, young people in groups. And I want to make sure they have a good time. Yeah. I'm really into the music, you know, having a good soundtrack that contributes to that. Yeah. Playing it kind of loud. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but that's what I I think it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And so I think you, my servers get a little sick of it, but, you know, it's part of the environment here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's something that they, uh, that your guests, you know, they, they know what they're getting and they expect it. But you say you yeah. try to get them, turn them into regulars. What? How? Um, you know, hey, is this your first time here? What are you having? Um, it's funny because a lot of times people don't realize that I'm the owner of the restaurant. Um, 
and sometimes I'll end up saying, hey, I'm not some random. I'm just really curious about, you know, what you ordered and how you're experiencing it. But I mean, I just love to connect with my guests. You know, Do you that's talk the to whole most purpose. of the guests? That- oh, I try. Yeah. And of course, you know, one of the frustrations as we initially discussed was I try to touch every table. And so when people don't say they've had a bad experience and I read about it, I feel frustrated because oh. I would love to fix it while, while they're, they're here. here. Yeah. You know, but sometimes you can't always get what you want, you know? Yeah, yeah. But then I, I read about it, and I try to correct whatever mistake that might have been. Do you read about, like, this is on Yelp or whatever? Well, I try not to look at Yelp too much, but oh, yeah. I do look at Open Table. Open Table. Quite okay. seriously, because, you know, those are people that it's accurate that they, you know, we know for a fact they've made a reservation. They made the reservation. And that's and why they're doing a review. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's challenging uh, when you speak to somebody i guess a lot of people just aren't going to say anything but they're going to go right about yeah. it yeah well i mean in fact many years ago i had a guest who did verbalize that they had you know some i forget it was a long time ago but something wrong with their dish that we corrected i think we might have comped it and then he still went online and wrote something and you know i, I never really respond but i did respond and say you know I'm just surprised that when we tried to fix it, you still went online and, yeah. you know, we had a little back and forth. But like I say, I usually keep it to myself, but, you know, take it seriously and try to improve. Sure. Sure. I mean, do you learn a lot? Like, do you do you learn from that? Do you feel like sometimes it's guests that are just absolutely just in a bad mood or do you feel like? Oh, you- sure I do. Yeah. I mean, I just read one that that sort of accused us of serving something incorrectly to their table said that the wife took a bite out of it and that felt confident we served that to someone else. Well, we, of course, are never going to serve something with a bite out of it. I mean, it's just not even on the table. Right. And how they thought they knew that, you know. So, you know, I sort of, you know, I got to write that off in my mind. But um, I still don't respond to it, you know, because I don't think you can ever come off looking calm and peaceful you know it's always going to seem like you have an edge when you respond to something when you respond like, to that. A yeah, like that yeah so i just i yep. just let it go and hope that people know that we would never serve something with a bite out of it yeah yeah you've got a um you got a good number of followers on instagram yeah i only hired a marketing person about three years ago okay i think it's three years but i was really very much in the mind of Word of mouth. Yeah, yeah. My old business had been word of mouth, word right. of mouth, word of mouth. And I realized that in this environment, you got to get on the stick. And social media is very important. So I hired Corey Smith from Black Wednesday, and she's amazing. I mean, I get a lot of feedback on how good our Instagram is and our Facebook. Yeah. And I have nothing to do with it. That's cool. So you've outsourced that completely. Yeah. yeah. We need to. We need yeah. to. Now, we could be better about giving her content on a regular basis, but, you know, my hands are full all the time. But especially if a dish looks really good, I'll take a picture and send it to her. So that, so you're taking the pictures, but you're sending it over and they're, yeah, they're posting yeah. it. Oh, they take some pictures, but yeah. But I mean, I'm here all the time. So, yeah. you know, I'm the one who can say, oh, that looks especially good. I want to make sure people see that. Yeah. And I mean, I'm still 100% into the food. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I can tell, yeah. I mean, I'm always searching for, like, delicious because I think that too often we go out, we spend money, and it doesn't reach the the level of delicious. Mm. And to me, that's the only thing I want to be serving. You know, we don't always achieve it, but that really is what I'm trying to do. Yeah, I mean, you can go out now and spend a lot of money, and when you kind of look at what you spent and you th- you think about 
how much I just spent and what did I just have? And right. does, it, does it, sometimes it doesn't quite add up. Translate, I, mean, I was at a place right. recently where we, I can't remember, yeah, the amount of money we spent for the portion size slash quality was, right. was pretty extreme. And I thought, I don't, right. but that doesn't add up to me. Um, and, and Well, I mean, you have to be careful because, you know, chefs, they're wonderfully creative, but they're experimenting at the same time. And yeah. that's part of what makes culinary so wonderful is their yeah. experimentation and creativity. But someone has to be balancing what the guest is experiencing on the other end. Right. Right. Yeah. That's a tough balance. It is. And I've had those chefs here. Yeah. And I don't have one like that now yeah. because, you know, but I'm always trying to make, you know, something creative, something fun. You know, again, food can be fun and whimsical, but at the bottom line, it's got to satisfy the guest. Yeah, it does. Do, do you do you spend a lot of time on the um menu and, and recipes now or does the chef yeah, do that mainly yeah. or is it a little of both or i mean i definitely think that i'm more driving on the creative side than he is but i feel like when it's his dish it's the best yeah you know he puts his dishes out slightly better than he puts mine out but i don't have a problem with it it's coming from his heart not mine right but you know we've only been together his name is Darius Lobos he's come from the Harper's group he was there for 17 years so I know he's a really talented guy um and I'm trying to let go more but you know it's hard I always have my point of view on how things look and taste but he's a really nice person so I find working with him to be very satisfying yeah Good. But again, everything's a work in progress. Everything's a work in progress. Yeah. Always. yeah. And as I, I get older, I understand that more and more. Yeah. You still, you, that's something you really come to realize. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For you sure. Can't, it's, it's hard to get, get things perfect all the time. And, yeah. Yeah. And I'll tell you, my brother is a parent, which I am not. He has three boys. And I feel like just listening to him, the way he parents and the way he coaches as an employer, I've learned a lot from over the years, yeah. you know, Yeah. just not expecting everything right away. Right. You know, and coaching is important and it's something I'm trying to get better and better at. Yeah, that's good. So you're really self-aware and trying to learn and grow and improve continuously. Absolutely. You yeah. know, I mean, I might be accused of being hard to work for. I actually think I'm not. I think I'm pretty easygoing, but, you know, my name's on the place, so... Yeah. I don't want to be embarrassed, you know. And yeah. when I read a review that was like my glass was empty for 20 minutes, you know, I, I feel like, okay, let's step it up, guys, you know, because that's pretty easy. That's 101. Right. We can do that without too much trouble. Yeah. You know, but I understand, you know, they're trying to get the orders in. They're trying to get them right. You know, they're trying to present the wine and, you know, but it's like, let's get back to basics and make sure we're doing the fundamentals right. correctly. Nailing the basics all the right. time. Right. Yeah. And that's, um, so then it becomes just a matter of coaching style or communication style, right. I guess. Right. And again, like I say, I, as I get older, you know, you fuss about the things that are really important. Yeah. Not the little, little things. Yes. You yes. know, you cannot win every battle. So. Right. That is true. You know, so a simple thing is I just said to myself, you know, like, okay, I'm going to get a lot more water carafes so every table can get a carafe of water. So we're not going to have that problem. Then we'll just focus on bigger problems. Right. There you go. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. So I just have to order them. You have to order the carafe. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, because it's a one-woman show here some days. For sure. For sure. 
Um, okay, good. And y- are y'all open seven days? We're closed on Sunday. Closed on Sunday. Okay. So I've, I'm waffled constantly about whether I should be open on Sunday, but yeah. right now we're not. I, but I always say when I hire a new person, you know, don't be surprised if that happens. Yeah. Because, you know, there's an opportunity. I don't want to do brunch, though. I feel like everybody does brunch. We have TVs in the back. I think it would be fun to do some Sunday football thing, but yeah. I haven't fully worked it out in my mind. So until then, we're closed on Sunday. Okay, good, good. Yeah, probably good to have a data. Yeah. Not that you're not doing anything. I'm sure you're doing plenty, <laughs> but. Uh, the schedule. You're, schedule oh, you're, doing, you're yeah. right. <laughs> that's why you do that on Sundays? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's cool. Um, well, good. Well, anything else on your mind? Well, I just read a story in on the Observer online about my search for a kidney, yeah. which I shared with you. So since I'm making it public, we can yeah. talk about it a little bit. Um, a couple years ago, I found out that I was diagnosed with end-stage kidney disease, which was quite a shock since I just found it out at a routine physical. Um, and I've been on dialysis for about a year and a half, maybe a little more. Um, and that's three times a week for two hours and 45 minutes. So, um, you go to a dialysis center and sit for almost three hours. Yeah. So for me, you know, it's a time suck. Um, you know, I'm always thinking about what else I should be doing then, but it's what I need to maintain my health. And, you know, you can see, I don't look sick. I don't feel Mm -mm. sick. I, I feel great. I'm very active, but you know, I finally, even though I'm on the donation list, I finally decided that the best way to was to find a living donor. Yeah. And one of the things the story talks about was a customer of mine. She's been a customer of mine since the beginning who got really far in trying to give me a kidney and ultimately found out that she had a heart condition that precluded that. Yeah. Um, and it was kind of heartbreaking because she got so close. Like yeah. she was ready to schedule it. And unfortunately she was unable to do it. So I figured that since I have, you know, a small following of customers that I might as well put it out there in the universe that I'm looking for a kidney and sure. hopefully somebody will will be the one. Well, now there's more more folks uh, that know that are yeah. listening here. Yeah. And the customer, I guess I mean, in some ways that worked as a blessing for her to find out she I had know. A, a, I was reading that about a you know, right. something that she would have not known about exactly, probably. Exactly, cuz she's really active. She's a runner. She would not have known about it. So you can, so then you can uh, uh, then become a donor if somebody is willing to offer their kidney and maybe it doesn't match for you, they can still possibly find somebody else on the donor list. Yeah, so it's called a kidney swap where, so if somebody says we really want to somehow help Fran, but they're not a match for me, the transplant center at CMC can find them someone they are a match for. Uh Uh-huh. And then they find me a match, and the transplants happen simultaneously. Oh, wow. So it's not a like, hey, I owe you a kidney, Fran. It's this swap's going to happen, and uh, the person who wants to donate who isn't a match for me sort of makes that happen. Wow, okay, okay. How do you sign up to be a, a kidney donor? Well, you would call the transplant center at CMC uh-huh. and just ask for the living donor form, and they would send that to you, and then... I mean, to be honest, one thing I've heard is that you have to push a little bit. Like, once you send the form in, they're not going to call you right away. And so I know that Carrie Baldwin, the person who tried to donate to me, you know, really pressed it and was like, hey, I want to get in there. And then, you know, just, you know, so if you push it a little bit and make sure that they 
schedule an appointment with you. It will happen. So this is only for CMC, Carolina's Medical Center. I mean, if you're listening to this in California or something like that. Well, I mean, you could there's not a, I don't know. I mean, the national donor. You know, that might be a way to do it. I yeah. don't really know. The, okay. And I that's something it's in my best interest to find out. But yeah. I mean, so I am on the national kidney donor list, but this would be. I mean, I think you could be anywhere, but I think you would have to come to CNC because that's where the transplant That's where the transplant place. place. Now, and, Although and with the swap, maybe, I, you know, I got to get some more information. Get some more information. Yeah, yeah. find out more. Okay. Uh, and thank you for that, Well, Yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, it's something I really should know. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the then um, there's like 100,000 yes, people, people on, the, on the donor list. So it's a long Yeah, cycle. I mean, I did sign up to do something that was um, – the nurse who's like sort of my coach advised me to take something like so sort of kidneys that are more questionable Mm -hmm. um it could be someone who was in prison who died you know so that might increase my chance of getting a kidney a little bit faster and the fact that i'm small yeah i guess is a good thing okay you know and they consider small anything under 180 okay so that wow. increases the chance a little bit as well. But they do keep like the recipient and the donor really separate. So that's why I don't know that much about it. Okay. Okay. All right. They want to make sure that like I'm not paying somebody for a kidney or, you know, otherwise coercing somebody to give me a kidney. That it's a true, you know, just a, a generous spirited yeah. donation. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Well, I mean, it's good to see that you're able to do the dialysis now and still I mean you do you look it's amazing and, uh, it's amazing how good I feel like if you did not tell me I had this disease you, I wouldn't believe you and yeah. to be honest there had to be almost an intervention to get me to go to dialysis because oh, yeah. I, I really felt pretty good they said I'm sort of amazing yeah well, uh, I, which is great I hear you. you know but again I recognize that you know I do have this disease and I don't want to start feeling bad yeah yeah for sure for sure well um I wish you all the best of luck with that. Thank you and so much. I hope that somehow this maybe reaches somebody that I uh, hope so. You, you never know. Certainly worth mentioning, and uh, thank you for doing that. It, um, My pleasure. Do, and thank you for taking the time. I mean, you, you have oh. a wonderful story. You have a wonderful restaurant. Uh, I, I love the fact that you are, um, you know, you're constantly trying to, to balance um, the way you want things to be and, the, and you know, the way they are and find right. the right way to kind of grow as a as a coach and a manager right. and an owner and uh you you clearly care very deeply about the experience your your guests have for and sure i know you you know it's a wonderful thing to have that mission up there because it kind of keeps everybody on the same page you know every day and it's yeah. i think that's cool for the guests to see that too it's neat to you know everybody that's here knows what yeah what you're trying to accomplish so um well i i and i you know honestly it's a privilege for me to do it and i mean that sincerely you know i should be more thinking about the bottom line all the time but that's not what motivates me you know yes i'm in it to make a living but i feel like if the guests have a good time that will follow that will follow yeah sure sure it takes care of itself it's a byproduct yeah absolutely friend uh thank you very much for doing this appreciate the time and uh appreciate the business and um i need to get your your credit card (laughs) (laughs) your new credit card thank you well yeah thank you all right folks that's a wrap thanks